Welcome. You're listening to Mark and Jackie's Wildlife and Photography Podcast. Explore and learn about the natural world and how to take pictures. This podcast is all about photography. Our aim is to help you improve your pictures. It doesn't matter what camera you use. We want to stimulate your creative side, get you taking pictures that you will want to share with other people. Episode 10, The Rule of Moving About. Composition, or composition in photography I should say, is the artistic arrangement of parts of the picture. And composition generally, in any creative work, is arranging the parts into a pleasing form. So, if you've never come across the term before, when you take a picture and you point your camera you're actually composing a picture. You're making a composition. Now, I should say before we really start, the rule of moving about is made up. We made it up. We thought it was a good idea. It's one of the things we tell people to do. And if it's not a rule, people tend not to pay much attention to it. And in truth, there are lots of rules in composition, you know. Oh yeah, you have to follow all of them. None of this picking and choosing, you've got to fo- follow them all. There's the rule of thirds, that's repetition, negative space, balancing elements, symmetry, depth lane, viewpoint, fill the frame, left to right rule, rule of odds, framing, leading lines, colour, differential focus, patterns, depth of field, triangles and diagonals, simplicity, and the rule of space. And after all, it's a long list, I'm sure they won't notice if we add another one and Call it the rule of moving about. Maybe in future podcasts, it might be a good idea, we might go back and do a few of the others. But this one is all about the rule of moving about. So no matter what camera you use, you can use the rule of moving about. And it's simplest. The rule of moving about is don't stand in the same place as everybody else. At its most complicated... It's looking for the picture, trying to work out where the picture is in front of you. And after all, pictures very rarely happen by accident. You can get out and take a quick photograph and jump back in and have a marvellous picture. But that is the rarity. To get good pictures, you very often you have to work at them. And that's where the rule of moving about comes in. Now, as we've travelled around the UK, countless times we've seen people that have pulled up in a vehicle, got out, taken a picture and got back in again, and then driven off. Very often they take the picture from wherever the car stopped, or wherever there was a parking space. And the thing is, is that yes, it'll be a picture, it'll be a record of where you've been, but I bet it's the same picture that countless other people have taken. A great example of this is if you have a chance, watch coach loads of visitors. I would call it a coach, a charabang, bus coach, motor coach. It pulls up, stops at some tourist attraction, 
some beautiful scene and the first person gets out and they'll move to a spot to, and go and take a picture and everybody else gets off the coach and they follow where that person's gone and they congregate around that first person. They all take their cameras out and they'll all get a very similar picture. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with this approach. It's a record of the place that you visited. And after all, that's the best reason for taking a picture. It's because you wanted to see where you'd been. And if all that's you want to do, then continue doing it. You don't have to move about. You don't have to do anything. But if you would like to take a picture that is something different to post on your social media, then listen on. Almost all professional photographers have to work to find the image you see. Now, it could involve changing the lighting. It could involve rearranging the elements in the frame. Bit difficult if you're in a city and you want to move a building, but hey, nothing's impossible. But the majority of photographers will move around. And the reason they move around is, is because They're trying to get a good composition. They're trying to catch something just that little bit different. And sometimes when you're walking, you'll see something that takes your eye. You can be walking along and suddenly you see something, you think, oh, that'd make a lovely picture. I must go back and take that. So you stop and you turn around and take the picture, but it's not what you saw. And there's a good reason for that. And the reason is, is because you've actually walked past where you saw the picture. By the time you've thought about it, processed it in your brain, thought, well, I make a good picture, I must stop, you've probably walked four or five metres past. So a good ploy is to turn around and walk back and then walk past it again. And sometimes you will spot exactly what you saw again. And you can then take the picture from that spot. And that's all about moving about. If you take the picture, why take one? You're probably using a digital camera. You can take hundreds of them. Move about a bit. Maybe get a bit closer. Maybe get a bit further. Have you ever thought of turning round and looking behind you? The other thing you've got to remember is very often your camera may have a lens that's wider than your normal eyes. I know that sounds a bit odd, but if you're using a full-frame DSLR or mirror this camera, then about a 43mm lens is the equivalent of normal eyesight. So if you're using something that's 30mm or 28mm, what you're actually seeing is a very wide vision, and therefore you need to maybe shorten the lens up a bit. That's why they call them nifty 50s, by the way. It's because 50mm was very often the nearest you could get to having normal eyesight or the normal vision of a person on a camera. And that's why most cameras, when I was a lad, were sold with 50mm lenses on them, because that's what people could see. When they put it to their camera, to their eye, it looked the same as what they were looking at. Now, if you've got a smartphone, for instance, they normally have a lens that's got a much wider field of view. And therefore, what you saw and what your smartphone will see are vastly different. And what you may need to do is you may need to get a bit closer. If you've got the option, you don't normally have it on smartphones, but zoom in a bit. Your eyes actually, most of your eyesight is blurry. 
there's only a very tiny bit in the middle of your eyesight that's actually very sharp focus. Most of it is blurred because it's there to see things creeping up on you that will come and eat you. That's a few thousand years ago. Maybe some of the cities you visit, maybe it's not. But anyway, um, so what you need to do is you need to sometimes focus in by zooming in, by using a slightly longer lens. Um, And that brings me to a common misconception that using a zoom lens is not the same as using your feet or moving about. When you change the focal length of a zoom lens, you actually change the angle of view, which is slightly different from the field of view. When you move about and you move backwards and forwards, you're actually changing the field of view. The two are not the same. They are different. If you make the focal length of a zoom lens greater, you will change the depth of field and you'll also bring in what they call compression. That is, you'll make things look closer together. It's slightly different if you were not to zoom in, but you were to walk towards your subject to make it bigger. Now, this has problems if it's a long way to walk or there's a very vast body of water between you and your subject. So in those cases, always use the zoom lens. But it is different. Moving around and moving backwards and forwards is different from just standing in the same spot and zooming in and out. It doesn't work the same way. If you want proof of that, just try it yourself. If you've got a zoom lens on your camera, take a wide-angle picture and then take a telephoto picture. Take a picture at one focal length and walk towards the subject and take the picture again. And compare them when you get home. And you'll find there is quite a big difference. Moving about means you get a different look. And don't be afraid, as I said, digital cameras, you can take loads of them. In my case, probably 40 or 50 clicking around. But sometimes you just find that angle. You don't have to go to extremes like some of us do, which is laying on the ground or standing on high objects trying to find a different space or hanging over things. And I should perhaps at this point issue... Uh, a bit of a health and safety warning. Um, There are a few people who have used the rule of moving about who have also nominated themselves for the Darwin Award. For those of you that don't know, the Darwin Awards are given to people who contribute to the evolution of humanity by removing themselves from the gene pool. Most of the recipients end up dead because of their actions. This includes getting too close to the edge of a long drop, taking pictures on train tracks, staying too close to cars travelling at speed, taking pictures while hanging out of a train, car, plane, boat or any other fast-moving objects, getting too close to megafauna or carnivores to get a picture, or, if you're very unlucky, a combination of all of those. So this isn't an exhaustive list. Be careful. Next time you whip out your camera to take a picture, make sure you're not going to endanger your life or those that have to come and rescue you or those that will have to come up and pick the pieces up. Be a bit sensible and a bit careful. Look where you're stepping. Don't walk backwards to get a better picture and walk over the edge of a cliff. So next time you take your camera out, be careful, but also... Go in search of the picture. See if you can find a better one. 
You never know what you might find. Even just walking a few hundred yards might give you something different. It'll give you something different that most people won't have got. Go and experiment a bit. And if you're in a crowd of people, try and move away. You may get a load of people following you, but you never know. You might get something a little bit different if you move away from the crowd. Something that people didn't see. And as I said before, don't forget to look behind you. There may be just the gem that's sitting behind you. One thing to remember in all this is that about 995 photographs are uploaded to Instagram every second. So if you want to make your photo stand out, try using the rule of moving about. And if that doesn't work, take a picture of an egg. And for those of you who don't know, there is a picture of egg on Instagram that got 16 million or something likes. A hell of a lot more than ours ever do, but still, there you go. If nothing else, by moving about, your friends and family will be impressed with the places that you chose to visit, with hardly anybody there, for instance, because there weren't the crowds of the people, because you bothered to walk that little bit further away from the crowds and take a nice picture. And don't forget, rather than rushing around trying to find the next photographic location to take your picture, do a bit of slow photography. Do a bit of, well, actually, there's a nice picture over here that I could take. The chances are that you'll absorb a lot more of the atmosphere of the places you're visiting. And you won't be so goal-driven. So you won't feel as though you've got to rush around to find the next picture. After all, the next picture could be two strides to your left or right, or backwards and forwards. Yeah, that's four different examples you've got. And don't worry about it if you're not that mobile. Take pictures from your perspective. Wheelchair users sometimes can't see over walls that are put there to contain people. So in that case, get yourself a selfie stick. Or a stick that you can put your camera on. There are ways that you can indulge your moving about, even if you've got very restricted access. Photography is open to everybody. Your pictures will be your personal journey, a recording of that adventure. So get your feet moving. Dodge, weave, duck and dive. All with a camera in your hand, and the important bit is pressing the shutter button at the same time. Try it, and see what pictures you come up with. Don't forget, standing out from the crowd in photography is a good thing. Just don't stand out too far and in dangerous places. My name's Mark Bloomfield, and thank you for listening to this podcast. You've been listening to a wildlife and photography podcast produced by MJ Bloomfield. For more information and details about us and our work, visit our website at mnjbloomfield.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us again soon. Punishin, Mushin Lat.